guys. Welcome back for another episode of Spill the D. My name is Gina. I am one of your co-hosts and I'm joined here as always with my magical co-host Sabrina. Hello. So we are here today to talk about, we gather you here today to talk about the Disney College program, which for anyone who is new here, that is how me and Sab actually met. And that is why Spill the D is now a thing. And we are so excited to talk to you about it. We did the DCP, which Disney College program. You're going to hear us say DCP a lot this episode in fall of 2019. So we are bringing on a current DCPer from 2021-2022 to kind of explain some of the changes. We know a decent amount about it, but there have been changes that we didn't get to experience. So we are bringing on Caitlin, who has a YouTube channel and Instagram. She is Caitlin's Castle on Instagram, and she is going to tell us all about her experience with the Disney College program. But before we do that, let's get into some Disney news. Go ahead, Sabby. I love me this spooky season. I am currently wearing a Halloween t-shirt. <laughs> Halloween decorations have started to show up because when this episode releases, this Thursday is the first Halloween party. I'm sorry, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I thought right? it was Friday. I thought it was the 12th. Is it not the 12th? The 12th is Friday. Friday? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm a day off in my head. But if you're listening to this on Thursday, tomorrow is the first Halloween party. I just didn't think you did Fridays, but that makes sense because you're going to one on a Friday. Yeah. I'm confusing it with Universal Studios. No, because there is on Friday. After this first one this week, then there'll be Wednesdays and Fridays. And the Wednesday ones are cheaper. Disneyland does Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ah, interesting. I was trying to see if we went to Disneyland in October if we mess up something. That makes sense, though, because there's only one Mickey Mouse, so that way he can be at every Halloween party because he has to fly from coast to coast. And that's how we could do it, too. Yeah, because we're just going to fly from coast to coast. Yep. So, next piece of news, Lightning Lanes and Genie Plus, you know, everyone's favorite thing to talk about. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Genie Plus is a paid program. It is $15 per person per day, and you get Lightning Lanes, which is the 2022 equivalent of a Fast Pass. So, you get to cut the lines for different rides. They also have, they change the name of them all the time. They're like individual attraction selection lightning lanes. So these are attractions that you pay for separately on top of the $15 per ticket per day. Well, for summer to help alleviate some of the crowds, they took some of them and made them part of just Genie Plus. So they were included in your $15 per ticket per day. And they have just announced that they're going to extend that inclusion on the ride. So that is Expedition Everest, Frozen Ever After, Remy Ratatouille Adventure, Mickey's Runaway Railway, and Space Mountain. So all of these rides should be costing extra now, but they're not. They're included in that $15 per ticket per day for the foreseeable future. We are heading in the right direction. Thank goodness. Now just make them free again, Disney. Free. <laughs> it's free, it's for me. I stick to my theory. It should be if you're staying on Disney property, they're free, but only for your first three, and then you pay after that. And if you're not staying on Disney property, then you pay after your first one. Or your first, or just you just pay in general. 
because they got to bring back some of the perks of staying on property. And I feel like that would be a way to do it and still be able to make the money off of it that they're trying to do. Indians. It's insane. Insanity. Another COVID positive moving forward. There's actually more dancers added to the Beauty and the Beast and they actually get to like touch each other. That sounds inappropriate. They get to dance with each other. They're touching each other again. <laughs> so the stage looks more full, more bright. There's lots of colors. The dancers are dancing together rather than like near each other. <laughs> it was like dying socially <laughs> distant. So they were just like, I love you. And like yeah. reaching for each other from a distance, but not actually touching. Yes. So now it's back to normal. It seems like a small thing, but it makes a big difference. It just makes it really feel does. a little more normal again. When Belle and the Beast can actually go run and embrace each other rather than just like long for each other from a distance, yeah. it's really nice. So another piece of news. I don't think Seb cares about this as much as I do. I think it's so fun. Jamie Lee Curtis is playing Madame Leota in the new Haunted Mansion movie. That's our movie news for the day, guys. For those of you who also don't know actors' names, that is the mom from Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah, or for people who like horror things, she's the main character of Halloween, which is why I think this is so yeah. cool because, like, we know that she can do spooky. Yeah, she'll be perfect for this role. I think she's going to kill it. And I was, like, looking at pictures, and I was like, oh, my God, I can totally see her head in an orb. You know what's funny is the way that she announced it was very her I guess or she just put like a disco ball or a crystal ball she put like a crystal ball as the caption on Instagram (laughs) with a picture of her yeah Madame Leota yeah it was like oh is this your announcement (laughs) it's oh what word am I looking for oh I can't think of what word I'm looking for not like speedy like or what explain what you're trying like not like eerie but, like, somewhere there's a word that mixes, like, mythological and eerie, and that's what I'm going for. All I can think of right now is foreshadowing. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. I it's know. a solid word choice, though. I like it. Yeah. We gotta start bringing a dictionary to recording. I feel like half the time we just make up words. My mother calls me a rug rat because of that reason. You just make up words when you need them. I just, like, don't really care if it's real or not. A baby's gotta <laughs> do what a baby's gotta do. Yeah. And the last thing for everyone, Nikki's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which, as we just learned, will be starting this week. Thank you, Seb. Officially announced that they are going to have dessert party for the fireworks. They're going to have two of them. They start at $99 for the one where you stand on the hub and 110 or 115 sorry, for the one where you're actually in Tomorrowland Terrace and you have a seat. And reservations are open now. You need a ticket to the Halloween party. It's a separate thing. They have food. They have drinks. It's a good time. It's a little pricey, but, like, if that's what you're into. I wish Rick liked sweets because we would totally add that to our ticket. I'm sorry. <laughs> what i know isn't that lame at least he doesn't eat your dessert i guess is the yeah <laughs> that part's good but like when he wants dessert he wants dessert like he'll eat the whole thing would he count like the cinnamon roll as a treat because i, See, I like think it is but he doesn't he thinks of that as like a breakfast, breakfast pastry so that he eats two of like of the giant gaston ones so i don't i don't know but like it would not be worth it for us to pay a hundred dollars for a dessert party 
If it was like an appetizer party, if we can just go in and spend a hundred dollars worth of alcohol and hors d'oeuvres, oh, we'd get our money's worth so quick. <laughs> What'd you say? TGI Fridays. Half half. Okay. We're getting half apps at Applebee's after nine. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. But yes, you can actually, I don't know if the, are the tickets sold out? For the dessert party? For Mickey's Not So Scary. Oh, no. Okay, so, oh man, I my train of thought just went, <laughs> but yes, you can get this, the tickets for the dessert party and tickets for the Mickey's Not So Scary with our sponsors, Woohoo! Uh, 407 and Beyond. 407 and Beyond is a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency. 407 and Beyond books and plans family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal, Disney Cruise Line, and more. It does not cost extra does not cost extra <laughs> to book with them. Their services are 100% free. Vacation planners help plan their clients' perfect family vacation. So all they have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. You can start by getting a free, no obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. They're also a great source to ask questions to uh, if you don't want to wait on the phone with Disney for four hours. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with us. It does not cost extra. D N C E. Cut down, didn't you? <laughs> I did because I was like, I feel like I was like, this is spelling dance. What am I doing wrong? And I was like, nope, it's dance. D N C E. Dance. Joe Jonas would be proud. That's the band he sings in, right? Oh, is it? I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. Your guess. Is that is mine. <laughs> so today's episode is all about the Disney College Program. I put a poll on our Instagram to see if people knew what the DCP was. And surprisingly, a lot of people said no. So I think part of it was they, they were confused because you called it the DCP and not the Disney College Program. Oh, <laughs> sorry, my fault. Anyways, the Disney College Program, or the DCP as we say, is a program or an internship, whatever you want to say. Looks better on your resume when you write internship. Absolutely. <laughs> um, started in 1981 where they had college entertainment. So they recruited kids from college that were interested in doing entertainment to come do a program. And then it slowly turned in, into other roles as well. So these roles include lifeguards, children's activities, ride operators, food and wine booths, uh, parking attendants, Custodial, photo pass, park reader. I think the list goes on. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. Those, it's like an umbrella, like those go into other things. So, like attractions could be ride operators, it could be parking, it could be the drivers on the Kilimanjaro Safari, like it could be, I think attractions is also like monorail. So, there's a bunch of different roles, um, and this is all based on resume, personality, web based interview. Um, to get these roles. And it is only a semester long. If you want to extend, there is an option to, but it's mostly just an a semester worth. So the Disney College program, I found this little, little blurb. I think it's so cute. So the Disney College program has always been a source of optimism and pride for our company with participants who each bring new ideas, talents, and perspectives to the table. So they're bringing these young, happy, we love life people to work at Disney and that 
as you might have heard Gina and I say before, the DCP people that work at Disney are happy and bring life to the parks. I don't care if this comes across wrong. I can feel the difference when I go to other theme parks. At Universal, I felt the difference in the employees there compared to the cast members at Disney. Not all of them, obviously. You can't put all of them into a bubble and say that they all. There was obviously ones who stuck out who were amazing, but there was just a broader range of amazing cast members at Disney compared to the employees at Universal. We have a local theme park here, and Luke uh, was asking me if we wanted to renew our season pass this year, and I couldn't bring myself to do it because it wasn't enjoyable to go. You get so used to that Disney service and magic and everything. Like, it's it's a real thing, and you don't realize it and once you get used to it until you go somewhere else, then you're like, oh, okay. So it really is magical. And then in the past, it has been estimated that annually, this is annually, 12,000 students were involved in the DCP. That's 12,000 cast members that have brightened your day, brightened full-timers day, <laughs> added that life to the parks. And I think realizing the, the hours of DCPers, so we're always the nighttime shift, we're always the afternoon shift. Realizing that and seeing that, you can feel the energy of these people in the program. I remember being on one of the college program buses and someone was like, yeah, CP stands for closing parks. Yeah. Because when you're there late at night, it's all college program. It is. There was also, a, I think it was a tweet and it was like, when you realize that after 6 p.m. It's a bunch of 20-year-olds running Disney. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It totally is. And there's nothing wrong with that. They do a great job. They do. And they do it with, um, um, you all right? Yeah. (laughs) Oomph? Um? Oh, I thought you were saying they do it with, um, I thought you were, like, trying to get the next word. Oomph? Oomph? I've never said that word out loud. (laughs) Oomph. I think it's oomph. Because Gina and I did our program a semester before COVID started, (laughs) we decided to bring on someone that just graduated uh, her DCP. So we'll bring on Miss Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Hi, everyone. I'm Caitlin. And so I actually found Caitlin on YouTube when Flamingo Crossing was about to open and everybody was so excited. She had a tour. So that is how I met Caitlin on YouTube. Here we are a year later. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Caitlin. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. So I'm Caitlin. I do have a YouTube channel ever since I started the DCP in 2021. So last year, it's grown so much. So all my content has kind of switched over to Disney. I did the Disney College program in 2021 right after graduating college. So I went to school at Arizona State and now I'm down here in Florida for who knows how long. I love that. Are you full time now for Disney? I'm currently part-time. Part-time? Very nice. Mm -hmm. What's your role? So right now I'm in merchandise at Pirates of the Caribbean. Whoa. That is fun. Do you like it? it? Do you like being in Magic Kingdom? It's definitely weird because when I'm at work, even when walking around, I don't feel like I'm in Magic Kingdom. Like it sounds so, it sounds so dumb when I say it, but I don't know. I feel like I separate work and the parks. And that's just how it is. That's no, it's very cool, though. Now, but you were 
children's activities, right? For your college program? Yes, I was in children's activities at the Montreal Resort. So the contemporary Polynesian Grand Floridian, so much fun. I loved being in recreation for sure. Was it so weird going from those recreation hours to Magic Kingdom hours? Oh, absolutely. Like recreation as a whole is so different, like not even the hours, but getting out at midnight is definitely not as fun as being able to go home at 1030 the latest. So, And it's probably going to be even later with the Halloween parties starting. Mm-hmm. What if you work <laughs> while I'm there, I'll come say hi. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, come see me in my pirate outfit. So fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so fun. It's so funny. Everyone says I look more like Gaston than a, a pirate, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not like that far off, right? I guess if you take the vest off, it's a little bit better, but. <laughs> that is so funny. It's a lot more clothing than recreation, huh? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no shorts or short sleeve option at Pirates at all. (laughs) That has to be what, like one of the only places on property now that doesn't at least offer it? (laughs) I know, and it's like not necessarily completely indoors. There's no air conditioning in the Pirate store. I was just about to ask you that, with the whole wall being open? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh no, that is crazy. Just saying you worked at Magic Kingdom, though, is such a flex. Oh, truly. And going through the tunnels and everything. Mm-hmm. They're so, like, secretive. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. So we asked our listeners for any and all questions they had about the Disney College program. And with us having done it in 2019, a lot changed from then until 2021 when you were able to do it and even up until now in 2022 so we are hoping that you can help maybe shed some light on things where we have old information but we can go right into our questions if you guys are ready for it yes all right so obviously everybody asked about the application process one of the actual like word for word questions that we got how do you even start yeah so how do you start with the dcp i would say I mean, I personally started learning about the DCP through YouTube videos myself of people posting their experience like back in, you know, 2014, all that fun stuff. So I did not have much information about the new application, but I would say the most up-to-date information would definitely be on the Disney College Program website itself. That's where you'll find like FAQs and the application and there's actually an in-depth like question answer part of the website if you go if you like scroll enough but that's where I would say is probably the best place to get started. I'm playing on it right now there is a lot on here answering every question that you might have about the application process except the one thing it never answers is when it will open just so listeners know so you're not crazy they don't tell you when they just do it Oh yeah. I would say the best thing, honestly, is go on the website and then put your email in their little email box and then they'll let you know when applications open. I still get those emails now, even though I already (laughs) did my program. So I get the one from the alumni association. That's like, we tagged you in a post. Yeah. Like Disney clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's the best way to start. Honestly, I agree. The website has 
all of the info you need about the application and everything you need to know. It is a pain that they don't tell you when. The worst part about it is they put ads up. I know I get YouTube ads that are like, apply now. And then you click them and it's not open. Mm -hmm. So just keep clicking them. But yeah, the email is totally the best. Yeah. Yep. Seb, how did you hear about it? I actually applied uh, when I was 18 and then I didn't get in. And then a couple of years later, I applied again. And when I went to apply, I'm one of those people that check my email every day. And so I literally just had the website up and I checked every day in January because that was usually when they, they had the application. So I literally checked the website every day. <laughs> How'd you hear about it the first time though? My mother's friend's daughter, a lot of people, um, she did the program and she lived in Florida after her program was done. And my mom was like, oh my God, that sounds great. You should do that. And then that's actually why I had my car down there because she was like, oh, like my friend's daughter said it was terrible at not having a car. So we're sending you with the car. I knew all my information from guess my neighbor. Very cool. So when we applied, you did web-based interview, then you did the phone interview. Well, you had application, web-based interview, then the phone interview, and then you waited for some people three days, for some people three weeks to find out if you got it. Was it different for you applying now, or was it basically the same heartbreak of waiting forever to get the yes or no? Yeah, so for me, it was actually, it was on fast-forward mode for the application because, so what happened was... The day I graduated college is the day they opened the applications for the first time in, you know, the two years or the year that it was closed due to the pandemic. Pretty much what happened was I applied the day it opened, which was, I think, May 19th. And then that same exact day, two hours later, I got the web-based interview. The web-based, wow. yeah, I know. The web-based interview happened. And then two days after that, on the 21st, I got my acceptance. So it was, wow. it, the whole thing happened within a span of three days. No phone interview? No phone interview. Yeah, that's what I heard was different. Yeah. They don't that call is, you now. Isn't it crazy? And I know. They're still so not much, calling people to this day. I'm not yeah. sure, but it, that's what it seems like, yeah. That's what the website said, and then I watched somebody else's YouTube video that just got it, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that thing was so stressful. Yeah. That's crazy because that's where they really knocked people out. I felt like that was where people were like, I did my phone interview and then I didn't get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. But there are a lot of people that are like, bring back the phone interview. But because, you know, they're hiring so many people and a lot of these people, you know, you might, yeah, you know, a lot of interviews people, make a difference. Exactly. <laughs> the DCP might not be the best choice for them, yeah. but it's hard to tell when you don't do a phone interview. So. Maybe once they kind of like catch themselves back up to having enough cast members, they'll bring it back. Yeah, maybe. Or if they have enough people to even do interviews. That's true. It could be they that might too. Not. Yeah. Wow. Disney, hire me. I'll do it. That's so fun. I'll talk <laughs> yeah. to people all day. Well, I feel like for like, say like children's activities, like you have to have a fun personality. And if they don't interview you over the phone, like your web-based interview could say one thing and then you show up and you're not like, Yay, kids! Yes, now, exactly. Going off that, you also didn't get to give any input on your role, right? Totally random? Mm -hmm. No input at all, because I know you guys 
in your application, you got to rank, right? Like what you wanted to do, like preference this, like not interested at all kind of thing. For us, we had no, like no input. The only input we had was, do you want to be a lifeguard? Which you guys are lifeguards, right? Yeah. We did not want to be lifeguards. Neither of us wanted (laughs) to. Yeah, no, for us, there was the only option we had to choose was, do you want to be a lifeguard? Yes, no. And that's the only input we had on our role at all. What did you Uh, put? I put no. Okay. (laughs) Just curious since you ended up in recreation. I was curious. Yeah. I I don't know. Even though we weren't able to rank our roles throughout our application, I feel like what we had on our resume kind of had an effect on what we got, at least for children's activities. Because my whole background was recreation. I used to be a lifeguard back at home and a lot of like work with kids. So I did tutoring and swim lessons and all of that stuff. So I'm guessing they took that into consideration, but not really sure. They probably, I'm convinced that there's some kind of like keyword generator for resumes. I don't think that they can have someone sit there and read all of those resumes that come in. Because when they interviewed me, they asked me a lot about the character stuff because I was a character at a theme park by my house. And then I ended up as a lifeguard because they said, oh, you were a lifeguard? Would you be comfortable doing that here? And my stupid self said, yeah, absolutely. And then I was a lifeguard. But there's got to be some kind of like keyword generator or something that pulls things, at least for roles like children's activities and like more specified roles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. With the phone interviews, like with the other lifeguard stuff, I'm a freediver, so I think they heard, oh, school in Hawaii, oh, freediver, okay, she's the lifeguard. Like, they didn't hear anything else of what I said, because I wanted to be on Kilimanjaro Safari. So I was like, you didn't hear the animal part. Yeah, I definitely noticed that, where when they want lifeguards, they, they choose lifeguards. Like, they definitely want them. If you say that you'll do it, you're, like, almost guaranteed to get into the college yeah. program. You oh, yeah. the worst interview ever, but if you're, like, yeah, I'll be a lifeguard, they're, like, done. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so did you did you prep for your interview then with it just being web-based, or did you kind of just go for it? I just went for it. Like, literally, I applied, sent it in. Two hours later, got the web-based interview, and I just did it. Yeah, one thing that I... I think I've mentioned this in a video, but I don't talk about this much, for, not for any reason in particular, but I actually applied for the DCP a while back and I got rejected after the web-based interview. So I kind of used some experience from that one to like help me on this one since it's mm-hmm. practically, it is the same exact web-based interview as it used to be from before 2020. I noticed that when you do the web-based interview, make sure you answer the questions in a way that you think Disney would want to hear. Like, obviously, don't be brutally honest. Like, choose the things that you think are the most ideal (laughs) if you want to make it in. It's not necessarily lying, but it's like, you know, it'll put you in a good spot. (laughs) Just kind of lean in a little bit, you know? Exactly. Like, if it asks you, are you ready to live with roommates? Don't put no. (laughs) <laughs> like put yes or are you ready to budget your money don't be like oh maybe 
say yes. I remember yeah. that question. Are you lazy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I know. And for anyone who doesn't know the web-based interview, it basically asks you the same questions over and over again, worded differently. So part of it is also making sure you're not like getting flaky with your answers. Is that a good way to word that? That you're being consistent with your answers. So like mm-hmm. consistently tell them that you that you can live with roommates. Don't on one answer be like, yes. And then if you change your mind later, be like, no, that's a red flag for it. Yeah. And there are questions where it's like, do you like working with old people? Do you like working with kids? Do you like working with people just in general? Like if one of them is yes, put yes for all of them. So some of them could be so stressful with that web-based interview. Cause like, I don't remember some of them. I was like, my answer is yes to two things, but you had to like scale it. And I was like, I want to say two things. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to forget. And then I was panicked. I thought I was going to mix them up and then forget what I said earlier, but I just breathe. If you're taking the web-based interview, just stop and breathe. It's not as bad as you're thinking it's going to be. No, it's like a personality test. It's like a finding out your Enneagram. But... Oh, what is yours? We had a whole talk about that one day on here. <laughs> Mine's a nine. I asked, but don't actually know what it means. Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember what my score was. I'll or... look you up later and find out what a nine is. I'm a seven. <laughs> Nice. Michaela's a nine. Yeah, I can totally see that. (laughs) I'll have to read it later and be like, oh yeah, that is Michaela. So someone did ask us, when is it too late age-wise? I'm going to answer this one. It's not ever. There was, I met like a 50 year old mom who was doing it because she was taking college courses. She was doing it with her daughter who was also doing it. There's no age for it. I thought I was going to be old because I did it right after college. I was 22. I thought I was going to be old. And then I found out almost everyone there, I felt like, does it right after college. Most people are not in college. (laughs) They're all around that age, if not older. So there's no age that's too late. I would recommend an age to go is probably a drinking age that will help you during your program. That's probably my only advice. And I think that's why I got rejected when I was 18, because I couldn't drink during the program. Oh my God. (laughs) You're going to need alcohol to get through this. <laughs> that is so funny. But my mother has said multiple times she would love to go back to school just to do the DCP. You only need like one class. They just want to see that you're enrolled somewhere. Yeah, as long as you're taking a class, you can do it. Honestly, you don't even have to be getting a bachelor's degree. Like people are getting their associates and everything and doing the DCP. I think their only stipulation, and they might have changed this, was you couldn't be a first semester freshman. Yeah. You had to be at still, least second semester when you applied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still the case. Which makes and sense, because otherwise people would literally just come right in out of high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there still are. Trust me. I feel like those second semester freshmen, they're like, yeah, I just graduated high school like three months ago. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we're on a different page here. Yeah. <laughs> we're at two different points in our life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Personally, I waited till after college just because my major I was in, if I would have taken a semester off, it would have put me like more than a semester behind because it ha- everything was set by that semester. So I would have been a whole year behind and I was like, this is not, I'm waiting until I'm done. And then plus I have to say going after college, I had roommates who were taking classes and stuff and they couldn't go do things. Sab and I spent every day in the parks or doing something and that, that was awesome. I wish we totaled, like, I wish we could see a tally mark of how often we went to the parks. Because <laughs> I think about it, we went every day. Just about, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
That's the DC life. Exactly. DCT life. Parks every day. Heck yeah, that's great. When it's free, you use it up. (laughs) Oh yeah. So we do have some questions about park days. Park days, how does it work? Does it work differently now with the reservation system and all of that fun stuff? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so when I first came in for my program in 2021, the reservation system was 100% still present. Like the capacity of the parks were lower. It was so hard to get a reservation when I first started because it was the beginning of summer break for most kids or at least the middle of summer break. So for our first like week of having our main gate pass, we were not able to get into the park just because of the reservation system. So we had it, we just couldn't get in. Um, But I remember the first day I did go to the park was July 4th and I started my program June 20th. So that's like a good couple of weeks later. So we we weren't even planning to go to the parks, but surprise, surprise, a park reservation opened for Hollywood Studios and we ended up going. But yeah, the park reservation did make it really hard to go to the parks during my DCP for sure. Still now, honestly. Yeah. Do you ever wake mm-hmm. up and you like the reservation system decides what park you go to kind of? Oh yeah, for sure. It's different for cast members. So pretty much like what happens is even if the reservation calendar says that all parks are open, there's only a specific amount of reservations set aside for cast members. So if that's full, you can't really get in. Like the other day, my friend was debuting at the park and I couldn't even get a reservation to go because it was just full so that's just how it is now I guess that is so hard but you can park hops though now that that's back so have you done the go into one park and then hop over to where you're trying to go oh absolutely so it probably took about a month to actually be able to get into Magic Kingdom during my program like I didn't go until the end of July But what I did was Magic Kingdom was finally not blocked out for us. So we hopped over to Epcot and then used the park hopper option to go to Magic Kingdom. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, And that's another difference. You can't park hop until after two o'clock. So you have to wait until two o'clock to park hop. Which is insane. I'm just like patiently waiting for them to get rid of that. They like the control. Yeah, I always think of this as so immature and I don't care in a goofy movie when Pete's like under your thumb. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, I love the goofy movie. Thank you, thank uh, you. Sav looks at me like I'm crazy every time I talk about a goofy movie. I I always fall asleep during it. <laughs> oh, that's just no. depressing. I know. Oh hey, my god, I got through the Mighty Ducks. Okay. <laughs> True, true. So another thing with park days, we just have it as like friendly advice on here. Seb has this little note for everyone. Don't call out and go to the parks. They can see it. They will see it. But as far as calling out goes, I don't know if anything has changed since we were there. Is there PTO if you're in the Disney College program or do you just ask for days off? Yeah, so there's no PTO as, you know, (laughs) as a CP. We're at the very bottom of the barrel. But pretty much you can either call out and that'll go against you on your record card. You'll get a point, which is a whole, the point system is a whole other story. Or if you also want time off, you could go on the availability calendar and ask for approved days off. They could be approved. 
or you can give shifts away to other cast members through like Facebook groups and trading and talking to your leaders and stuff. So there are definitely ways to get days off, but it's harder for CPs to do so. I don't know if it's any different from when you guys did your program, but. I know when we were there, CPs technically were not allowed to trade shifts. Luckily at the Polynesian, they allowed it. A lot of places it did depend on your leaders, but I know I had roommates who technically couldn't trade them. So then they would end up just calling out on them and being like, sorry, I tried. So I think the Polynesian did it right by letting you trade and hopefully Disney will get behind that. But yeah, a lot of it. Once you get there will depend on your leaders and how much they allow for days off. Because even technically you're only allowed a certain amount of days off, but our leaders would let us work around it. Like, hey, I'll work 10 days in a row if that makes it so that I can have the four days to go see my family, like kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they have become a little bit more relaxed because my roommate, she worked in Magic Kingdom and she was able to get like a whole entire week off by trading and like Mm -hmm. calling her leaders and getting approved days off. So um, just recently, actually, before the end of my program, we were able to use the hub, like schedule view, to trade shifts ourselves. Like we didn't have to go through leaders. Yeah. So as CPs, at least now, you're able to trade shifts yourself. That is so much easier. Oh, yeah. Than having to like wait for someone else to do it for you. Oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like when in doubt, ask for help. (laughs) Ask for the leader. They'll help you out. Oh, yeah. I think I only called out, I think I used my three. I think you got three during our program or something. I used all three of them. I I didn't use any and I was so proud of myself because my roommate tried to get me to call out my last day of work. (laughs) And I was like, I have no points. I'm not calling out my last day. Also, it was New Year's Eve and I was like, I'm just going to hang out with Sav all night. I was at work. So Gina was going to work with me. <laughs> no, yeah, like I was going to go work with her all night, basically. <laughs> Which we were bouncers of the beach party, so it worked out. <laughs> oh my gosh, not the Polynesian beach party. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to be the bouncers. The it was so fun. Ever. We were the funnest, but the worst. Like people would walk by without wristbands and we'd be like, oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> Happy New Year's. The more the merrier. <laughs> Today's our last day of work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. It got late. It got late real quick. Yeah. Okay. So going into some housing questions, housing has a hundred percent changed since Sab and I were in the Disney college program. When we were there, there was four different choices for where you could live. They were all different prices. They have since closed every single one of those choices. So if you want to just tell us all about Flamingo Crossings, we would love that. Yeah, so Flamingo Crossings, I personally, I loved living at Flamingo Crossings. I know a lot of people have different opinions about it, but at Flamingo Crossings, there are three different room layouts. So there's a two by two, which is a two bed, two bath. There's a four by two, which is a four bed, two bath, and then a four by four, which is a four bed, four bath. And then if you're in the two by two, you share a room with your roommate. But then the other two options, you actually get your own bedroom. Yeah, there are no more than two people per room, pretty much. That's crazy. It's so nice. So you share a room, but then you each have your own bathroom in the two-by-two? Did I understand that right? No. So in the two-by-two, it's um, you share your bedroom and and your bathroom. Got it. It clicked after I read it. I was reading that so wrong. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. it's, It's totally fine. 
It's actually really, really nice. You're not sharing a bathroom with more than one other person. You could have your own if you're in the four bed, four bath layout. It honestly was so wonderful. I loved living there. I personally had the four bedroom, two bath. So I had my own bedroom, but I shared a bathroom. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. (laughs) It's so different, I'm sure. Can I ask you how much you paid? Yeah. So it actually changed. So the first program before my extension, I think we paid for a four bedroom, two bathroom. It was, I think, 180 a week. And then by the next program, we were paying 205 a week, which was a lot. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot. Yes, that's the only downside to Flamingo Crossings. You've hit, It's very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially considering how much you're sharing. Yeah. So, yeah, if you do the math, it comes out to like over 3000 a month. And I don't think you should be paying that much for that no, apartment. But That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So when, where I lived, I lived in Vista Way, which was the cheapest housing. It was the best. I loved it. I'm biased, obviously, but I loved it. But I only paid 108 a week. Oh my gosh, that's and incredible. That, and that was in 2019. Like, it was not that long ago. No. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, no. a little bit more than yours. Yeah, you, but you didn't pay that much more because you had three people in your one bedroom. Because you guys had the bunk beds. So you might, you probably paid like one fifteen or one twenty. I'm cheaper than Gina. <laughs> we had bunk beds, but I loved all my roommates. No, but mine was still the cheapest because it was because of the building itself. Oh yeah. So I had there was only two of us in my well there were six people in my room total two in my bedroom so I've had six people total three in each bedroom. Yeah. Oh we boy. Two bath and Gina was in a three bed two bath. Two baths. So me and Carly, because I got there first, because lifeguards got there first, because they had to do their testing, and I claimed the bedroom that had the bathroom connected to it. That was in the front of the apartment, and in the back of the apartment, there was two more bedrooms that shared one bathroom. So it was like, we had two in ours and four in the other. Oh my gosh, that's actually crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you manage bathroom time? Oh, I mean, like I only, showers and stuff. <laughs> I only had to share with one person, but <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't think they ever had issues though, because it was just like, first of all, we let them, we, well, not let them, but I guess let them. We didn't care if they used our bathroom. I'm, like all of my roommates got along really great. So it was like, yeah, just go in and you had to go through our room, but we didn't care. So that really helped. And then everyone's schedules were just so different. Like my one roommate worked in Disney Springs and used to work literally until like 1 a.m. Oh my god! So yeah. she'd come home, shower, and then sleep until 1 p.m. Um, did you pick your roommates? Yes. Yeah, so I had three other roommates. Two of them I did link with. One of them was random. Um, what happened was I shared a bathroom with the one random roommate, but then she became my best friend. So that was really good. We were so lucky. Um, We all got along at the beginning. And then we had a little bit of an issue. So normally, if your roommate ends up in a relationship, let's just say you end up with a fifth roommate. (laughs) Yeah. But um, no, yeah, that was really awkward. So she's off to get married to her DCP boyfriend now. Whoa. Snaps to her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's off to get married with our our honorary fifth roommate. 
But yeah, honestly, it was a wonderful time just because Flamingo Crossings has so much space in their apartments for everyone. There's not going to be more than four people per apartment. It was honestly such a great time. We had our own space. We had enough space to have like other friends over and we just all ended up getting along. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Space makes all the difference. It does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's why I'm thankful Gina and I didn't live together. I think we would have drove each other crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We would have lived together if we had our own, fine, if we had our own rooms. I don't think we yeah. could have been like bedroom roommates. And we spent, like, literally I'd wake up and I'd be like, where are we going? She'd be like, I got us fast passes at this park. And it was like seven in the morning. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm ready, let's go. <laughs> We're raging. So someone did mm-hmm. ask if they still would like their program if they lived off site. You lived on site the whole program, right? Yes, I did. Let's see. One of our friends was off site and he still loved it. He ended up doing an extension. He loved his program just as much as we did being on site. So I would say, yeah, I don't I don't see why not. And you'd save a lot of money, clearly, if they're paying over 200 bucks a week. I would say maybe a little more probably if you had your own space, like completely, like your own bed, bath, whole scenario. I feel like maybe that would be a good way to like get out of the bubble a little bit. I think it's kind of like about what you need. I didn't have a car that would make it down to Florida. So for me, I needed the transportation that they offered. It was just easier for me to live on site for mainly that reason, but also... I didn't know anyone going down. I didn't have any friends that were going down at the same time. And if I was going to live with strangers, I wanted them to be strangers assigned by Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want to live with strangers from Craigslist. Oh, no, not the Craigslist roommate. (laughs) No, no Craigslist roommates here. Our friend that did it, that loved it, was actually there with his girlfriend at the time, who's now his wife. Oh, that's good. Aww. That worked out, too. Yes. (laughs) No, yeah, I feel like living on... Like living in DCP housing is definitely good for making friends and all of that fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. I loved being able to like get up in the morning and just walk over to my friend's apartment and stuff like that. But I think you could still enjoy your experience if you're willing to like make the drive. Like if you're willing to make the drive to DCP housing and go to the all of the events or to visit your friends, then yes, it'll be worth it. But just DCP housing is just really convenient for stuff like that. To get, like, the so. full experience, I feel like. Yeah. It may, like, I can't imagine if we were able to just walk, like, without being only one housing site, being able to just walk, like, right to your friends. That was probably amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a few here or there that were also in Vista Way, but most of mine were not in Vista Way, except my roommates. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that part of old DCP oh, yeah. housing. And, like, some of them were at least kind of close to each other, but, like, this way was in the middle of nowhere because that was the original housing. It was close to Disney, which is pretty cool, but it was completely off by itself. Like, I had to get on the bus when I went over to Sab's place. Like, Mm -hmm. I had to go on a highway to get to her. Oh, that's actually crazy. Did you think it was easy to make friends in your college program? Honestly, I did not have too hard of a time because I made friends beforehand on like Facebook I think my biggest piece of advice is like make friends on social media before doing the program because all my best friends now are ones that I talked to beforehand like we were snapchatting or like dming on like instagram and texting before the program so 
Yeah. And I mean, going to welcome, welcome events definitely helps as well. I think making friends beforehand is the way to go. I agree. My roommate that I had, I met her beforehand on social media and she was like one of my best friends there. And it's funny because we actually made other friends, like other people we were supposed to live with, but then Disney only let us pick one person. So we kind of had to like separate into smaller groups. And then I got there and never talked to them again, weirdly enough. But I think like we all just kind of got separated and put with our other roommates and all just like clicked no problem. But it you're right. The one, the one who I like originally met on social media and who I talked to all the time leading up to it ended up being one of my best friends there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're still down there, but are you still friends with your friends from the college program? Yeah, I am. So I'm thinking of like a list of like all my friends. So a couple of them ended up, actually a majority of my friends ended up self-terming early on oh. into the program, but we are still very close. Like they come down to visit or I've gone up to visit them in their like hometowns and stuff, which is really sweet. So yeah, we're still very close friends. And then obviously the people who stayed down here after our DCP, I still see very often as well. Oh, but yeah. Love it. I know. Lifelong friends. You make lifelong friends on the really? DCP for sure. Sab, are you still friends with your DCP friends? We actually, this is really funny. We actually are doing a DCP reunion trip in September. So it is literally the whole group coming together. And it was, poly gang. It, it was just me and Gina at first. And then we invited one friend who lives in Florida. And then we invited another one who's in Georgia. And he was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, Escalated. Yeah. So it's the lifeguards with the Polynesian are reuniting. Oh, yeah. Recreation makes the best friendships, honestly. I loved recreation. Because it's not a stressful job. (laughs) (laughs) I say that with quotations because it's stressful, but it's not as stressful as, like, my roommate. She worked at Nemo and the Seas. I don't remember the name of the actual ride. Seas with Nemo and friends. (laughs) Yeah. And she always got up so late. She was so stressed. Her coworkers weren't the greatest. I was like, this stinks. No, yeah. Honestly, everything in recreation, it's so chill is the thing. And everyone's so close. Like leaders are very cool. Coordinators, very cool. You actually see them. But yeah, I didn't realize other people didn't really see like their leaders and coordinators and stuff. And they'll, I was talking about it one day and my roommate was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, yeah, this is normal. I walk in, they're there. We say hello. We talk. Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. Going from working at the resorts to working at the parks, it's so different. It's like very rare that I see my leaders at the parks, but at the Polynesian, obviously you'll walk into the office and they're the first people you see. Yeah. So, Even on our last last shift with one of our leaders, Vince, I don't know if he's still there. Vince, uh, is it, is, it, is he like short Vince? Yeah. yeah you know, I did the, the tweedledee tweedledum where we bounced up and down and he was like, <laughs> I like, love it. Like, all right, I'll miss you guys. <laughs> Yeah. There was two questions we got on our Instagram poll about what do you do or how hard is it or what is life like if you're in a relationship? Were you in a relationship while you were there, Caitlin? Not at all. I am very single. Do not plan on getting into a Disney relationship. (laughs) So I can't really (laughs) speak for relationships like if you're with someone there, but my fiance who was my just my boyfriend at the time he was at home while I was doing the Disney college program we had been dating for 
we had our three-year anniversary while I was there. And I have to say, well, Sav wrote here, and I think this is so funny, that sometimes I felt like Gina and I were dating and Rick was the third wheel. <laughs> Not wrong. But I would say for the most part, it really wasn't too bad. We don't have a super codependent relationship in general. But I think that if you do have a codependent relationship, it actually might be good for you to like get that space and see how you do on your own because we spent most of college together so it was kind of cool to see like look we still can have our own lives and do our own thing hardest part was when we would get like weekends together and then saying goodbye again though I'm not gonna lie because you would not get used to not being together but you would like adjust and then you would just like throw a wrench in it and see each other again but like you wouldn't give that up for the world so it can be hard sometimes. The one thing that we did was we made sure we got to talk on the phone literally every day, even if it was just a quick minute conversation of, hey, I'm going to bed now. I hope you had a great day. Good night. Love you. Like, it was like, even if it was just something quick, there was plenty of times that me and Sab were running through Magic Kingdom and I was on the phone just trying to say goodnight to him because he got up before I did kind of thing. And I just felt like that made a really big difference because even just, hey, I'm still making the effort to talk to you every day makes a really big difference. So you can totally have a relationship with someone who's not there while you're there. Just put the effort in. I think the biggest thing, and I've seen this through a couple different relationships, I had a lot of friends that were in relationships during the program, was not to make everything all about me, me, me. So that's like why Gina and Rick worked out so well, was they enjoyed their time together, and Gina didn't rub anything in his face, like, haha, I'm over doing this, and you're just at home. And so I think that's why they worked so well, was every other relationship I saw broke, broke up, broke down, didn't work out because... The one person was enjoying time and the other person was at home. So it was nice to see Gina and Rick's relationship. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was really hard seeing, I don't I mean, he's going to listen to this anyway, but it's, it's weird to say out loud. I don't think I've ever said it to him. It was really hard for me seeing him when I was having a great time and I knew he wasn't because when I was there, his best friend also had a, an extra semester of college and his other best friend had just moved in with his girlfriend and it was like everyone was doing something kind of thing. So that was really hard for me, but it was kind of one of those things where we both just had to be like, okay, this is where we're at in life. Enjoy it while we have it. It's going to end at some point. Like, go do your thing. Now you're getting married. Now we're getting married. <laughs> but yeah. Bling, bling, got that ring, ring. <laughs> oh, it looks so shiny right now. <laughs> wow, look at that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and then another personal question that people asked, or just kind of random questions. Did you guys think that you can save money during the program? I mean, no. if you're really good at it, but I'm not. <laughs> Saving money is not a thing during the college program. <laughs> I honestly had no desire to. As weird as that sounds, every part of me was like, you're only here for this one time. Just go spend the money. But I know people have had to say no to the Disney college program because you can't save money. Because, like, mm -hmm. I was really lucky that, like, my loans hadn't started yet. I had minimal bills to pay. Like, there wasn't too much on my plate. So I can imagine if you did have more on your plate, that would be terrible. But yeah, I was like, let's spend that money. I'm getting chicken nuggets every meal. No, yeah, exactly. I think the best thing to do is probably come in with a little bit of savings from jobs beforehand, because I don't think anyone would easily be able to save money during the Disney College program at all. 
especially no. if you do have loans and bills and all of that. So I yeah. agree. I, I don't think it works. Uh-uh. So don't go down. If, if your goal is to save money, don't do the Disney college program. It's not the choice for you. <laughs> uh-uh. And I know I've seen people ask, can you work another job while you're doing it? And I just feel like if you are at the point where you need to work another job in order to do the Disney college program, it's probably not the right program for you because part of the amazingness of it, I'm making that a word, I don't know if it is, is the out of work experiences too. So you would just be completely taking that away from yourself. So if that's what you need, I would just apply to Disney full-time if that's what you feel like you have to do. I agree. It's such an amazing experience. I think you should be able to give yourself 100% of it. Definitely. Once in a lifetime, the Disney College program. So a personal question for all of us. What is your dream role that you could have gotten? Ooh, okay. Going into the Disney College program, my dream role was definitely character attendant, but that was not an option when I first came back or when the program first came back being in entertainment at all was not an option including character attendance so I got activities which was like the next best thing in my opinion but would you try for character attendant now yeah so I actually applied to or and um what is the word oh my gosh I can't think of the word (laughs) auditioned I just auditioned to be in entertainment and I just recently got the approval, so <gasps> is that we'll what you're that exciting <laughs> Oh, yeah! Congrats. Oh, that's so that's exciting! So though. congratulations! Yeah, thank oh you. That that is a dream role. Yeah, definitely a dream role. Very precious. Yeah, I love it. I have to say, when I watch your YouTube videos and you cry, I cry. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> You were breaking down at your graduation, and I felt that very hard. No offense, though, Sab. I feel like if I stubbed my toe and cried, you might cry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone. So Caitlin did have to hop off, but we're just going to finish here. Everything else we have, Sab and I know all the information for. So, Sab, what was your dream role? I wanted to be a driver. Yes, driver. Don't come for me, mom. (laughs) On the Kilimanjaro safaris. So I wanted to be your safari guide. Your safari guide. Very cool. Yes. I didn't know that I wanted it because I didn't really understand what the role was. But I, looking back, wish I would have had children's activities. When I applied, I didn't really have like a, this is what I need to be to be here. I did put high interest in character attendant, which I thought I w- they were going to put me at because of the working for a theme park. But again, the lifeguard thing. And I put high interest in Bippity Bobbity Boutique, which I didn't know at the time was really hard to get into. I just thought it'd be something cool. I had no experience that made me good for that role at all. I just wanted to work with kids. Yeah. Which, there's no word coming to my brain. We did tend to work with kids. We did. We've (laughs) kind of forced children to hang out with us and it was a really good time. It was really creepy, but we were, that's we were right. <laughs> we made lifeguarding somewhat children's activities, which if they would have known that we would have been in so much trouble. <laughs> we had so much fun as lifeguards that a kid on Tower of Terror was next to me and he was like, you're the lifeguard at my pool. <laughs> we had more fun than the average Disney lifeguards. We did watch our water, I swear. I yeah. did a lot, and tattoos were not allowed, so I wore sneakers. I jumped in way too much. 
We just have a few more questions we can run through really quick. We just kind of want to go over special cast member treats that you get. So they do like cast member previews and stuff. So for instance, when you watch those holiday specials, like the Christmas specials, and they have live performers, those are cast members in the audience. So we got to do that. I got to watch Baby Spice perform. Like, come on, how many people can say that? That's so freaking cool. And during your program on whatever app they decide to use in the future, or if it's the same one, whatever they're using, get together with your friends on who you want to go to these events with. So you can kind of get multiple days worth of events Mm -hmm. uh, or that you guys can figure out your work schedules. Cause there was a couple days where only Gina and I could go out of all of our roommates and friends. Yeah, definitely. They also have cast member previews so like we got to do the skyliner preview um when there's a new ride that opens they'll let cast members ride the rides first usually as long as they are ready rise of the resistance was not ready for cast member previews we thought we were going to get them and then it was not ready to be opened when that came around so we didn't get that a week before your start date they did galaxy's edge like as a whole yeah it was right before I got there I was so upset I totally missed it so cast members got to go into Galaxy's Edge before it was open to anyone else and I got there like the last day of them doing it I didn't have access to everything to even register it if I wanted to wasn't a cast member yet yeah and they also as a Disney College program participant do special events that are like They're almost considered classes, but they're not classes. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that we talk about like keys to the kingdom or different private tours that Disney offers. I did keys to the kingdom through the college program. So I didn't pay to do that there. When they do things like that, they're modified versions, but it's totally free. So who's going to argue modified? It basically just made it like a three hour tour instead of a five hour tour, something along the lines of that. So the last question that we're going to go over that we got from the listeners, and then I think we did almost all of them. Some of them were like kind of the same. So we covered them by answering one. Someone did ask what classes are offered while you're on the Disney College program. So keep in mind, depending on your major, your school might count that as a class. One of my friends was a hospitality major. So her going down to Disney would have been nine credits for her, for her internship because of the amount of hours that she would have gotten. So me being exercise science, it meant nothing. I probably could have finagled it if you really want to. If if you can talk your way into things, you can probably convince your, who am I looking for? Supervisor. Counselor? Counselor. You can probably convince your counselor that it's credits, but that is up to you. And up to your college, your school, what they want to consider it. Now, there are seminars that are offered while you were doing the Disney College program. And they're kind of broad. There's uh, communications, hospitality, guest services, animal services, leadership, event operations, so many different things. Each seminar is four two-hour classes that are literally only once a week. And your school might count that as credits but it's not going to be credits like from Disney that gets transferred, if that makes sense. Like Disney itself is not going to give you any credits. You're not going to leave Disney with a 4.0 and get a transcript from them and all of that. But your school itself might accept the classes that you're taking. And the part I think is cool, you don't actually have to be in college anymore to do the college program in general, like we said, but to do these classes. So If you're like, I graduated college and I want to learn a little bit about animal sciences here at Disney, you can take their class 
and you can still learn about it. And then you can put that on your resume for when you go apply to Disney for their animal sciences or go apply to your local zoo or something like that. And that is one more class that you did to build your resume. So look into those. They're offered on dorms, which is the official like college program site. You'll learn all about that when you get there. You don't need us to tell you about that. That is a you learn it by playing with it kind of thing. For my major, my major or my degree is in marine biology. Uh, If I worked at the seas, I could have finagled that into my senior internship. But as a lifeguard, that has nothing to do with fish, so. (laughs) I don't think that would work. But if, if you do have a major that has something relating to, say, you get front desk and you're in hospitality, that could be your senior internship, which is very, very clutch. Very common, too. It was very common when we were there because you could talk to people on the phone and say, this is my major. This is why I want this. Now with the way that they're doing it, where you only have the web-based interview, you might have to kind of finagle it with your university more if you don't get lucky and get placed right where you need to be. But I mean, still, even working in custodial, you learn so much about the hospitality industry. So if hospitality is your degree, I don't see why that wouldn't work. You're working in a theme park. That is like the ultimate hospitality. Yes. And the Disney College Program got Gina and I both jobs. Yes. People want to talk about it. People... Or they know about it. So my... When I worked at the Denver Aquarium, the person that hired me knew of the DCP. And actually, another girl who I worked with did the DCP a year earlier than me. People see it on your resume and it's a, it makes it pop. And when you can put those classes on top of that, like, and while I was there, I did this. It really does. It makes it pop. It's so worth it. So worth looking into. Very hard to get into. You usually have to register for those classes the second that they drop. Classes, events, all of that stuff. Keys of the Kingdom tour, when I got to do that, that was lucky timing on my part. I ran into my roommate and she was like, ooh, let's register for this. And I got it. Literally because I ran into her on the bus on my way home. She was on her way to work and she said she was registering. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll do it too. It's luck of the draw for a lot of it. And you just need to be quick, quick to the draw. Isn't that an actual expression? I think so. I think it is. It feels Uh, right. But that tour, I, Gina mentions it a lot, but that is the same day that Gina and I became friends. It is. So every time she mentions it, it's like very exciting. I also know what date it was. <laughs> you can literally thank Carly for our friendship for yeah. so many reasons. <laughs> I'm in her wedding. Aww. She called me yesterday and asked me to be a bridesmaid. So guys, do the Disney College program because... We were invited to Chris, one of our DCP friends. He got married last year? Two years ago? Last year. 2021. 2021. And it was a bunch of DC peers together at a table. So it was very exciting. We are lifelong friends. All my friends in the college program were invited to my wedding and they all better be there. It's not expensive to fly into Philly. You better be there. (laughs) But I think that is all of the questions. I think we answered everything in one way or another. Yes, I believe that is it. We do want to give you guys Caitlin's information. Like we said, she had to hop off. But if you want to find her on Instagram, she is Caitlin's.Castle. Caitlin is C-A-I-T-L-Y-N-S. And we'll also put that in the show notes, a link to her. And then if you want to see her YouTube, she is the Caitlin Rose on YouTube. 
that is how to find Caitlin on social media. She is a great source of information for the DCP. So if you want like fast news, if you want someone that's at the park all the time, she is working at Magic Kingdom, which is very cool. So just keep an eye on her socials as well as ours. We are at Spill the D Podcast on Instagram, on TikTok, and then our Gmail is spillthedeeppod at gmail.com. If you guys have any further questions, uh, feel free to DM us, DM, and we'll either know the answer or we can ask Caitlin for you. We will find the answer for you. Because <laughs> we'll probably want to know it too. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, with that, until next time, we will see you at the castle. She's about to say goodbye, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>